Welcome to another episode of Dad Is Not A Now. My name is Ishmael, changing the narrative for men of color and fatherhood, as well as changing the narrative on the things I care about. And on this holiday can be a tough time for those who are struggling. So please keep them in prayer this Thanksgiving. And if you, if you or someone you know is in need of help, contact the Suicide Prevention Hotline at 988. You don't have to do this alone. And just to give you an insight of what this episode of Dad is Not a Noun is going to be, it's going to be about a story that my previous guest on the YouTube channel came on. His name is Demarcus, and he shared the story of his father committing suicide. Um, very hard, touching, deep, real. Um, I, I, I commend the brother for um, sharing this story, especially being black men and being vulnerable and to share that struggle um, of sharing of his father um, taking his life away. Uh, so on this episode of Dad Is Not Enough, I want to share that interview that I had on the YouTube channel onto this platform uh, as a way to let people know that you're not alone. Ask for help. Uh and just to share just the the story of this, of his son, um, of Demarcus, um, you know, in a way carrying that burden uh, of losing his dad uh, to suicide, and one of the most troublesome numbers, uh, nearly forty six thousand people in the United States died by suicide in twenty twenty, which is one which is about one death every 11 minutes, according to the U.S. Senate Center of Disease Control and Prevention. Worldwide, nearly 800,000 people die from suicide yearly. And in 2020, there were 1.2 million attempts globally. So this is a, a, a global um, epidemic. Um, I think one way is to everyone sharing their story. Uh, you know, I recently shared my story a couple of years ago, uh, but create this network of you're not alone. Uh, in the description, I will put uh, Demarcus IG handle and TikTok, which is Black Boy the God. And after the intro, I will be sharing his uh, story that he posted on IG, and then we're gonna write lead right into the interview. Um, at the end, make sure, you know, you like, you subscribe, follow, follow my YouTube channel, Dad is Not Now, follow all the social media. Um, my link tree will be in the link the, uh, below. I love you guys. Enjoy your Thanksgiving and happy holidays. Yeah. There whenever it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you, here but that I'm behind you But always got you, hinder discussion, nothing means more First one to offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a partake, cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you, fully loaded to prepare you for all of the above that I'm never letting get near you but still in all give you every advantage I found couldn't find a better fit for them along with my crown and since the baton was passed hopping down cause failing's not an option and dad is not a noun not at all
the month of August always hit different for me. A couple years ago, my dad committed suicide. One early August morning, came to me, you know, crying, upset, visibly disturbed, never seen him like that, told me he needed help. Ain't too many times my dad then came to me and just flat out needed help, other than, you know, asking me to be a partner on whatever job that he was doing. But um, my dad asked for a firearm. You know, he wasn't big on firearms. Even like even though I had license to carry and I had holsters, he still didn't want me carrying no firearms. So when he asked me, it was like something got to be up. So I give him a firearm, and a couple hours later, I get the call that found my dad dead. So what was worse was him and I was on bad terms. Like you. You go through the cell phone, you see months of me and him having arguments and disagreements, you know, basically because I was, you know, turning into my own man and whatever ways that he set out for me, they didn't work for me. So I became my own example. Whatever issues I had with my dad, even the way that he went out, once I realized by going through the things that I went through after him, I forgave it because... You don't know what people are going through, man. I, like, I'll never judge anybody because I done been in some of the worst situations. That's why I don't play about how I feel. I get in these videos and I talk about the things that matter in life. I talk about the shit that needs to be heard because there are men that need to understand. I know you need somebody. I know you're going through things. And I don't want to see y'all end up like my dad. Welcome to another episode of Dad is Now to Now, changing the narrative of men of color and fatherhood, as well as changing the narrative on the things I care about. What you just watched was an amazing, just deep uh, session of being vulnerable, vulnerable with my guest right now, where he shared the story of his father committing suicide. So I have him on with me just to share his story, just and just 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 be just 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 be in the present. And I'm happy he's here. He's multitasking, but I'm just honored that he's here with me right now. Good brother, Demarcus. How you doing, brother? My first question to all my guests is, how's your heart? And the reason why I ask the question, because I'm an advocate about mental health, and I take it seriously. So how's your heart? How's your heart? Oh, well, I'm sorry. The, the video um, actually lagged for like a second. Okay. Uh I'll go back. Uh, what did you do? You missed the question, or did you? Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know if you asked anything after asking how was my heart. No, I just asked you how's your heart. Yeah, because like I said, okay. I take mental health seriously, and so um, my first get question to every guest that comes on the show, show is how's your heart. Well, right now, uh, healing, healing, and dealing for the most <laughs> part. It's like um, I started understanding more about what trauma was just doing my own shadow work, confronting, you know, the flaws that I had, you know, to fix myself. So I say healing and dealing because I went through uh, 31 years of whatever I was, you know, programmed to think to now, you know, knowing that to just reprogram myself and to, you know, look at everything totally different. So I'm still going through that process. But I'm proud for you for you going through that process because I think that's an important thing. Just men of color, we just have to go through that process of learning how to heal because we, we were never taught how to heal. You know, we, Absolutely. We, never, we never we were never taught through our fathers. 
And sometimes our mothers, we, we were never taught these skills. So I think it's important we do that. Um, uh, also, is there any tools that you, through your journey to help you improve your mental health? Absolutely, man. Um, what I like to do is um, I like to research the things that I feel because a lot of the times with us, we feel these things, but we don't know how to express what it is that we're feeling. Like, ain't nobody telling us about anxiety and stuff like that. Like, we don't even we don't even be knowing we be having anxiety attacks. And that was one of the things that I had to like, you know. Do the research to find out, like, why every time something happens, I feel this way. Or when I feel bombarded, why do I shut down? So constantly looking for answers as to why am I doing that? I know I'm, I know I'm doing it now. I think, the, I think the most important part is identifying what you're doing. Once you're able to identify it, now you can go and figure out what exactly is going on with you. Facts, facts. And going to your evolution of learning about your triggers and, and, and your... Um, what triggers you and your um, your mechanisms? Um, why did you feel like it was important for you to share your story of your your dad committing committing suicide? Because um, I talk about a lot of self love and self care, and I do it in a way that a lot of other men don't approach it from from that aspect. You know, we we are masculine. Don't get me wrong, but you know we do come from women, so we do have a feminine side, and learning how to balance that out you know like you can give a, a powerful masculine message without having you know it sound soft or sound sweet or whatever but that's not my approach doing everything from the heart and giving that message is because it's like everybody see me making these videos about self-love self-care but this is what caused that you know i didn't understand what self-love and self-care was until that situation so that's about it no, no, and I and I and I thank you for doing that, and I appreciate you for uh, sharing that video with the world, and that's why I felt like it was important for me to repost it because I think this is one of those steps of healing is that we have to share, we have to be vulnerable, but at the same time we have to be willing to be mindful who we share it with. You know what I mean? Because you know we live in a world where people take advantage of our vulnerability. You know, people, sometimes people sometimes people come into come into your life for agenda, you know what I mean? And so we, we have to be mindful about that. But again, the willingness to open yourself up, because that's the one thing you shared in your videos that um, your father didn't learn that. Like whatever he was bothering him, he kept it to himself. Whereas I'm assuming he learned from his daddy if if his father was in his life. So it's again, it's learned behavior, things that we learn generational wise. But let's get into it a little bit. Like, talk about like what was your relationship with your dad when you were a kid, to um, as a doubt and um, uh, before he passed away. Before he, you know. Well, me and my dad, like, we've always had like a, a close relationship, but it was it was built on the whole uh, philosophy of tough love. You know, like it wasn't like the affectionate type of love. It was that you know you know I love you so. I ain't gonna say it, you know. Right. So uh with my dad, it's like early years, man. Um uh before he figured out who he was or start or 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 get or getting to the understanding of who he was, he had to make a couple mistakes and it was like early years, I was exposed to a whole lot, and my dad went to like prison for like six years or so. And then by the time he got out, it was like everything I was exposed to turned into a behavior for me. Right. And it's like, it was at that point, it was like, 
he knew the kid that he left behind, but with everything I was exposed to, I wasn't the same child. Right. And it took me and him a long time to get to the place and space of understanding one another. And it's like throughout the years, like we, we were always connected, but he always had his way of doing things. And I always had my way of doing things, which wasn't always the bad thing. Right. Like my dad was one of those people, like he knew his mistakes. All right, I got a plan for you. This is what I want you to do. You know, and with me is like, I have so I have so many different gifts and talents and believing in myself and, and feeling like I was going to always be my success and, and wanting to bet on me versus, right. you know, going into the military 20 years or something like that. So there was a lot of our disagreement. And uh, by the time I, I got to like age like 24, 25, me and my dad finally had like this perfect relationship. And um, those last three years, we were able to talk about all the things that I needed answers for, you know. Right. So I guess me growing into my own man, I had to, you know, get to that, you know, mental maturity to have that conversation with him. Right. Yeah. So that 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 was it. And like you talked about uh, learned patterns and behaviors. So when I was able to finally talk to my dad the same way y'all see me talk. It was blown away because wow. it's like, wow, man, like that coming from you. Like, yeah, this is me. Like, I'm no longer hiding it, you know? And so uh, around that time, it was like, I didn't know he was actually going through things at the time. Right. I just know that me and him wasn't seeing eye to eye. Like, and the day of everything happening, that was that's when like the whole truth came out. Like his right. wife called me and she explained like he had been having these mental breakdowns. Wow. But with, with black people, you know how we are. We yes. ain't gonna talk about it. We're gonna hide it because of that. So the man was already being sent to these different mental institutes way before the suicide. Right. And come to find out, he had already had uh signs of suicide seven months before he came to me. Wow. Right. So I'm 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 blown away by it because yo, why why didn't nobody tell me? And right. they were like, we knew y'all were on bad terms. And we didn't expect for him to come to you for anything. Right. And I'm like, yo, like I, I got stuck to, to live with it and deal with it. Right. But the best part about it was learning. Now, I like I tell people all the time, I don't play about how I feel. I right. speak on it. I'm not going to sit there and let it build. Like, no, I'm speaking on it because I seen what holding things inside of you did. So that's pretty much everything. <laughs> no, man. And that's deep, too. When your father, before he um, took his life, do you did he um, talk to you about his relationship with his dad? Because, like I alluded to it or earlier, 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 is that our behaviors are taught at an early age. What we see from um, our role models or our fathers, we pick up, pick it up. We might not say anything about it. Uh, we may not understand it, and we start adapting to how how we see things as through a child perspective and as we become adults we start applying it to it applying that to our life we may not realize it we not recognize what the problem is but we uh, we we learn it um did you did your dad ever talk about his relationship with his dad your grandfather absolutely um with his dad his dad was a reverend a school bus driver um uh, he was uh, also a former so his dad was a pretty well well established guy. Uh, the thing was, like his dad had pretty much showed him the way, but his dad died when he was sixteen. Wow. So at that point, it was like, yeah, he had older 
older siblings or whatever, but he felt like he had to be his own man. And that's when figuring that out, figuring it out on your own, go wrong. So. No. And, and, and that's very true, man. And I think that's a powerful thing is that like when people in that mindset, where they know their time is about to come, that's when they start opening themselves up more and just letting you in, like to just let you know, you know, I'm assuming that this is what his way to tell you, I love you. You know, I'm going through my problems. I'm letting you know, uh, I'm not telling you direct what I'm going through because he wanted to shield you, protect you. Um, so this was his way to let you know, I love you. And he's proud and he was, and he's proud of you. And the better way for him to show that was slowly open himself up. Cause, um, from what you're telling me, he rarely opened himself up to anybody, right? Never did. Right. Like the, like the first time I really saw him emotional and that vulnerable, like you stated earlier, that was the last day I saw him alive. Wow. So I, I felt compelled to, I felt compelled to give him the, to give him the firearm. So when people ask me, like, do I feel like, you know, um, had I, you know, made a, made a different decision? Like, you know, like, do I think things would be different? At one point in time, I did feel that way. But after realizing, talking to my younger brother who lived in a home with him and talking to his wife and talking to his brothers that were around, it was nothing I can do about it. He had it, he had it made up in his mind. Like he was just over it. Right. You know, and I just so happened to be, you know, the lucky person. And I think that's important too, is that sometimes you can't save everybody. You can you if you could look in the mirror and say, you know what, I did up the best I could. That's all mm -hmm. you can do. You can't dwell of what could have done differently, what are the signs. Because again, when somebody makes their mind out what they're gonna do, they're gonna do it. They're gonna find a way. You know what exactly. I mean? Um, but tell me the um like Talk about your journey with your dad growing up. Like I know you told me a little bit. Do you remember any kind of fond memories of your dad growing up? Do you like? Did you guys have things in common? Absolutely. Like, um, man, like uh, realizing like a lot of a lot of the way that I mentally process things, and also like uh, the funny side of me. Like I realized like I had a lot of his ways. Like everything. Um, when it come down to it, it's like once he started reinventing himself, it got to a point where. I got introduced to construction. I got introduced to, you know, entrepreneurship, being my own boss, things of that nature. So it's like, it, it, it's not too many days that go by that I don't thank him, you know, like teaching me how to be good with my hands. Anybody unless. That's, oh, uh, say that again, bro, because you, you, you kind of cut off. Um, Say say the last thing you said, because you, you cut off a little bit. Oh, I was. Oh, I'm sorry. I was saying, um, I'm glad that he taught me how to use my hands and, you know, teach me how to take care of myself to be my own man. So I wouldn't need anybody. And that's, and that's all, that's awesome that, you know, he did that. Cause that's the one thing too. I think what he was trying to do was trying to protect you from what he was going through. Um, he tried to shield you. Um, but do you think what kind of hindered your relationship a little bit was the ego? Like, again, you told me that he went to prison. And then he comes out and tell you, oh, don't do this. And you're like, dude, you went to prison. Like, you can't tell me anything. Like, I see, like, the wrong you've done. So do you feel like an ego played a role in, like, your relationship a little bit, the hindering of your relationship a little bit? Oh, absolutely. That's why now nowadays, man, I don't live in my ego. I have no pride, <laughs> like, none whatsoever. 
if you can't accept how I feel or what I think, then I'm just not going to be around you. But it definitely <laughs> did. Like, it's like, it's like it turned into this, it turned into this silent competition between me and him because you gave me a way. And I, as I grew, I realized your way wasn't the right way. And I was doing things my way, but you didn't, he didn't know what I was doing because I didn't live with him, but I did live like right around the corner. Like we would meet to the stop sign all the time. So um, when I watched him accomplish things, like I watched my dad go from being a two-time felon with all these drug charges to being, you know, a, a lieutenant at the fire department, having his record clean and it's being like, sorry, one That's second. Okay. No, no problem. Take your time, brother. I'm sorry. Look, uh, I was right now. So, but uh, yeah, uh, I watched this man go from being a two-time felon to being a lieutenant at the fire department. And at that point, at that point in life, it was like I knew like I could be anything I wanted to be because this man then did the you know the impossible. So right. it was all that and like me just being like hell bent on trying to show him that I can do it. So ego and pride definitely had a big big role in that so and that's awesome man and then also just talk about like like everything that you learned from your dad especially losing his life like what have you learned through all that experience to make you the person you are today as well as you know having kids like what are the things that your father passed on to you um that you're going to pass on to your children uh letting them know like how you feel matters and don't be anywhere where how you feel isn't accepted. It isn't embraced. And it, and, and, and knowing that their mental health has, has to always be important. Like if you're, if you're dealing with somebody that can't check on you to see how you're doing that day or to, to just try to feel if you're okay, because I, I realized like a lot of the time with us men, we, we process things so differently that, once we start taking on things, we we a lot of the times we get silent. Like we don't like we don't have it in us to, to speak, even if we wanted to, we don't know how to. So just teaching my kids to always feel the urge or 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 whatever it is, like get it out. You know, I tell them that emotions are nothing but energetic outbursts. So emotions are always good. Don't let nobody right. tell you you're too emotional, ever. You know, stand on how you feel and let right. that be let that be that. <laughs> <laughs> and and I and I totally agree with you, man. And bro, this has been a dope conversation. Um, this is the last question I have for you. Um, how do we break this generation tr generational trauma, especially in the age of social media, when we often see, you know, uh police brutality or um um just um black on black violence, just violence everywhere. How do how what what are, what are the things we can do collectively to end uh, just generational trauma, just trauma on, on, just everywhere? Because it's just everywhere we go. There's always something that's in our face to to just to make us, you know, create this trauma bonding. That word I like to do uh, use trauma bonding. So how do we break that cycle of uh, uh, generational trauma or bonding trauma? And it goes back to uh, you stated something earlier about being vulnerable, Un understanding that vulnerability, vulnerability is OK when you know who to be vulnerable with. You know, um, 
black men, like growing up, like having this aggression toward one another, like getting to a place in a, in a state of recognizing the value in between you and him, because he's somebody's son, maybe somebody's brother. At the end of the day, you know that it's somebody that cares about this person, just like it's somebody that care about you. And everything has a cause and, an, and, and, and the effect. So whatever decision that you make, you got to think about who you matter to and who that person matters to. So I, I, I try to connect with the younger generation like that because, you know, I know how I once thought and I know what I figured out. That's right. Facts. And one of my favorite quotes is, you're not a burden, you're my brother. And if we come Ooh. into that mindset, sky's the limit, man. Um, before we end, how can people find you, brother? Hey, look, uh, Black Boy to God. Check me out on TikTok. Black Boy to God. Black Boy, the T-H-E. God, G-O-D, so you won't get anything confused. Uh, Instagram, Black Boy. Awesome. All those links are going to be in the description below. Brother, thank you from my heart, man. I appreciate you. You have worthy. You're always welcome to come back on if you want to just have a conversation. Um, behind the scenes, we'll stay connected. Um, before we end, do you have a final thought? Oh, man, I just want to thank you for, you know, giving me the opportunity. Yeah, it was a touchy subject for me, but uh, everything came at the right time. And to know, like, there's so many men out there that that have came out to, to thank me for expressing and speaking on these things because I know how y'all feel. I know how you feel. I know what you're going through. And to be this person that's gifted enough to put it into words or, or bold enough to put it on a video. So just connecting to souls, man. That's what it's all about. So. Hey, if you if you feel my message, look, follow me. I'm I'm all about self-healing. I'm all about self-care and self-love. Like we all we got. <laughs> facts, facts, man. And again, I appreciate you for jumping on. Again, make sure you guys like, subscribe, all that good stuff. That is not announced on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get all your audio platforms. I am there and we out. Peace. All right. All right. So for you, yeah, yo There will never it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you, here by that I'm behind you But always got you, hinder discussion, nothing means more First one to offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a partake Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you, fully loaded, prepare you For all of the above that I'm never letting get near you But still in all, give you every advantage I found Couldn't find a better fit for them, along with my crown And since the baton was passed, I've been down Cause feeling's not an option, and dad is not a noun, not at all my message to any dad, man, first off, know that, yeah, it, it is a hard job, but it's the greatest job in the world. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I wouldn't change anything about it. Everything you're doing from here on out, if it didn't have purpose before, now it has purpose. It's the most important thing you'll ever do. Just be a dad.